Hello and welcome back to the yet unnamed Cleveland Sports Podcast, live from the tower. I'm Dan Frank. I'm at Sotek. And we have a whole lot to chew on this week. So let's get right into that breakdown. Matt, what's going on outside of the Browns' win? All right, so the Indians, they lost last night, but that's not a big deal because they clinched a postseason anyway. They will be playing Houston in the ALDS. Uh, first game, game one, is on October 5th, Friday, which is in Houston. Uh, other news, Bauer and Carrasco pitched last night, both pitched. Um, they look pretty good, both of them, despite the ninth inning. But hopefully that's a good sign. Hopefully get some other injured players back. Uh, the Browns, other than the actual gameplay, uh, Christian Kirks, he was activated off the IR. And also, obviously... Josh Gordon, see ya. Moment of silence. <clears throat> Moment of silence for him. Uh, Cavs, rumored to be interested in trading for Jimmy Butler. So we'll see how that pans out in the coming weeks. Uh, and Blue Jackets, season starts October 4th uh, in Detroit against the Red Wings. Ignatius Sports, uh, in the past two weeks. Football defeated Elder 17-7 last Saturday. And the weekend before that, defeated COF Academy, thirty-five to nothing, which is school in Columbus. Soccer, uh, they beat Ed seven nothing. They beat Copley nine to two. They beat Lake Catholic ten to one, and they drew against St. Charles in Columbus one all. Uh, golf, they placed second at the St. Ed's Invitational, and they won the Bishop Watterson Invitational in Columbus. And in cross country. Uh, cross country team actually won the Strongsville Invitational. So good week for Ignatius Sports all around. Go Cats. Go Cats. And now for the miracle that we've all been waiting for. Well, before that was the Saints game, but let's just skip over that. Yeah. Let's just skip over that. The Saints game. We lost. Like that ever happens. From now on, hot take. We're not going to lose any more games because. Spoiler alert, my prediction with Mayfield came true. He's back. Baker is in, and he looks confident, and he looks incredible out there, Matt. He looked really good. I mean, he was throwing darts all over the field. Sometimes it was long pass, longer passes. Sometimes it was short checkdown passes. But I mean, either way, if there was a pass and the receiver was somewhat open, he pretty much nailed it every single time, which is promising. For me... Uh, one of the stories of the night was Antonio Callaway. He was did not show up. I know, especially just nothing. He was silent. But uh, Carlos Hyde and the entire offensive line and running back core, they looked fantastic. Duke was on. Carlos was getting some good yardage. And once Baker came out, it's just such a testament to how a decent pass game can really elevate your run game and take pressure off your line. Because if you remember back to the first game, nothing could happen. Our line held up by the skin of their teeth and Tyrod Taylor could not make a throw to save himself. Well, to go back to the Callaway thing, I think you have to cut him a little bit of slack because when you think about it, he's our main wide receiver, our deep threat. Mm. And considering he's a rookie, I mean, I mean, we expect him to be good, uh, but not great. 
And I mean, I think he was good on Thursday night. He wasn't great, but he was good. He made some solid catches. He he dropped that one, but that was a tough catch, nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that since he is our number one deep threat, uh, the Jets. I forget who it was, but they put their top uh cornerback on him. So I mean, if you're gonna look at it that way. Like, if we stole Josh Gordon, they would have put him mm. on Josh Gordon. I think that would have opened up a lot for Callaway, uh, which could have been an improvement from what he was. But uh, taking all that into account, I think I think he was decent. It could be better, obviously, but it, it wasn't bad, like, the mm-hmm. way you were describing it. Maybe I'm just a little too hard on the rookie. I don't know. Coming into the season, I had such high hopes for our receiving core. But Antonio Callaway, solid. I'm worried. Have you heard about his trial? What? It was supposed to be the 20th, but I don't know if they swept that under the rug or if oh, the Browns are now giving out uh, season tickets to police officers. Well, they moved the one back because of the game. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard anything about it since. Yeah. So I, I think I think he it's either upcoming and they rescheduled it or it already happened, like they did a few days after. So hopefully, um, if Antonio Callaway stays healthy and you know not in jail or otherwise suspended or prohibited from playing, I think Antonio Callaway would become a potent weapon. For me, I think Jarvis Landry pretty solid. He had a drop here and there, but honestly, for keeping all of our passes, like all of our receiving yards alive in the face of Tyrod Taylor making miracle catches, I think. I think Juice needs some slack this week. And then and, lastly... And plus, I mean, Baker was throwing darts out there. So, I mean, yeah. like, he was throwing them hard. Tyrod yeah. would just throw, like, soft, like, yeah. you know, arcing ones. Tyrod th- was throwing, or Baker's throwing, like, fastballs. And yeah. fortunately, Jarvis only missed one. Mm-hmm. One out of those fastballs, yeah. Um, so finally, for our receiving core, as it was since the last podcast, Josh Gordon is gone, and you know what that means. It's time for another hot take. In case you didn't know, Josh Gordon has been traded to the New England Patriots. And for me, my hot take recorded today, Wednesday, September 26th, 2018, is that Josh Gordon will be a Pro Bowl receiver this year because I think given the discipline provided by Uncle Bill and the Patriots, he can do nothing but thrive with being thrown to by Brady, having an offensive and defensive genius drawing up his routes. I I think he's set up. I think his raw talent and the talent around him is really going to elevate him into something special this year. Well, the Patriots don't have that much talent this year. I mean, I'm, I'm just putting it straight as it is. The best talent they have on that team is probably Josh Gordon. I'm just going to be straight up honest because um, Tom Brady is aging, and he hasn't looked very good so far this year. He's still accurate. Though. I mean, he. I'm not saying he isn't, but uh, I mean, he's hasn't been performing the same way he has in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, their run game is not very good. Their defense is beyond what I thought it would be. It is not very good whatsoever. Um, and the offensive line, honestly, the offensive line is probably one of the best parts of the team. Mm. So, I mean, Josh Gordon, I think he could be a star on the Patriots uh, going forward. Um, but as it stands, 
unless he himself can elevate the Patriots, uh, I don't know how much of a chance he's going to get to shine with how they're playing at the moment. Because they, they just lost to Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville is a good team, but <laughs> I mean, considering it's the Patriots, uh, you should at least be uh, very competitive in those type of games. So, uh, and they just lost to the Lions for crying out loud. The Lions. Well, on Monday night. Matt, so, I mean, that, Matt, I mean, that Matt. in and of itself. You need to remember that when I make a hot take, it comes true. No matter what, despite whatever facts you may hurl at it, it happens. I said that Baker Mayfield would be out before game five. I mean, out on the field, not out of football. Jeez. But, um, I said he'd be out before game five or game six, I think. And lo and behold, I was right. So facts align with what I say. It's not the other way around. I think you'll soon realize that over the course of this year, when Josh Gordon is in the Pro Bowl and I don't know, God knows what else, God knows what else I'll cook up before the end of the year, but you will know straight up. That I'm right. Okay, we'll see about that. Um, you sound so confident. Uh, cause I'm not. Um, <laughs> next up, we wanted to talk, what do you want to talk about next? Um, well, for me, I think we should talk about the story of the night, the Browns special teams. So, Zane Gonzalez. See ya. Adios. <laughs> I think, um, I think it's really a testament to how terrible the Browns special teams are that that first kick, I don't know, I think it was a PAT, it was their first kick that they had that night. And I almost wet myself. I thought they were about to shank a PAT, our new kicker, but he's looking solid. He's looking much better. I mean, when you go from negative talent to fairly talented, I think that's a huge Wait, game. which one was that? Was that... Was the first one the knuckleball? The one that looked like it was going to miss and then oh, curved the, back? Yeah, that was the one that yeah, looked that, like it was <laughs> so wide. And I was sitting there. I'm like, like, yeah, he missed it. And then it somehow curves back. And I'm like, what the heck did he have to do to that thing? <laughs> exactly. So maybe he's just maybe the, he's just playing like multi-dimensional kicking. Like maybe he's changing the game forever. And we don't know. Maybe we signed the Leonardo da Vinci of kickers. But I don't know. My confidence wasn't there. But... Over the course of the night, it seems like we have a fairly consistent field goal squad now. So that will absolutely help, especially because, you know, hopefully we'll start to see some lower scoring games due to our defense, which is, of course, the other story of the night. Our defense looks incredible, especially Denzel Ward. Umami. Well, I just want to go back to the Greg Joseph thing just quickly. Uh, it must be a lot considering he's an undrafted rookie free agent kicker and his first game is a Thursday night game mm. in the home crowd I mean, it would have been more uh, more tense if it was away but still in that uh, rowdy stadium mm. and especially when the, all the pressure's on you because of the previous kicker and you're expecting uh, or the fans are expecting you to make field goals in place for the other dude that's got to be a rough time yeah, just wanted to throw that in. All right, back to Denzel. You're always so sympathetic. I think for me, it's a miracle that we have good special teams at the moment. I saw Jabril Peppers. Well, good special finally. teams. Finally, stretch. Matt, that's a stretch. Matt, compared to what we have, 
yeah, com- yeah, compared to what we have. Compared to what we have, they're it's an improvement. All stars. Still, I think another change, special teams. Now that I'm thinking about it, the removal of Jabril Peppers in the insertion of Juice as uh, kickoff receiver is going to do wonders for us because. Well, I love Jabril Peppers. He's defensively a strong player. I just don't think he has the speed to return a ball. So I think that hopefully we'll be able to get more advantageous field position now that Jarvis Landry is out there and hammering people. I think the ideal returner would be Callaway because of his speed and his shiftiness. But um, considering he's a rookie, I'd rather trust the veteran at this point. Now, in the future... They probably should mm-hmm. make Callaway uh, the kick returner, especially when he gets more comfortable with it and can also uh, catch some balls. Because I was when I went to training camp, watched it one day. Uh, I saw Callaway, and he was catching punts and kickoffs, and well, mainly punts. And um, he did drop a couple of them. So, I mean, I'm happy they didn't put him out there like to begin with, you mm-hmm. know. Give him some experience and some time to learn the position and mm-hmm. uh, learn from the people around him. But um, in the future, hopefully, that's who we shift to. And I don't know if that will be this year or uh, next year or even after that. But um, as long as he can get the position down pat and can be a solid kick returner based on what the uh, coaches train him to do and what they see, uh, hopefully that's what happens in the future. Mm. And so, lastly, I think we should cap out with the defense. So, for the previous two games before this, the defense was our only prayer, our saving grace. You know, six turnovers against Pittsburgh. Incredible. I think they looked solid. I don't think they've looked quite as... uh, I don't think they played quite as out of their minds as they did that first game. But for me though, I don't think they have to. I think we got an excellent demonstration of you don't have to play at an unsustainable level when you have another side of the ball working for you. I think absolutely the defense did everything needed to win that game. And even if the the, offense brought us home, even if the defense is playing below what their uh, standard is, I mean, they are still going to really perform well exactly. because of all the talent they have. Even mm-hmm. even if like one uh, one unit isn't performing up to their normal standards, mm-hmm. one unit is more than likely uh, going to trump that and help support what uh, the lack of uh, defensive production that mm-hmm. uh, said team would uh, create. Yeah, so. I think it's about time to close out. We're reaching our time. So looking into this weekend against the Oakland Raiders, uh, Tyrod Taylor, officially now the second string quarterback, he might be out for a little bit. They said, um, just he might need more time to recover from his injuries. If you remember, he was out with a concussion game three. So hopefully everything's all right with him because I think he's an excellent source of knowledge, an excellent resource for Baker Mayfield to continue to grow and learn the position, especially as defenses adapt to how he plays. I think Tyrod Taylor will be an invaluable resource to help guide our little rookie. And then also Christian Kirksey, 
coming back. Our defense, even better. It's going to be interesting how Baker fares in uh, Oakland, considering uh, the Raiders fans out there is just as rowdy as Cleveland, if not more so. <laughs> so we'll see how he fares out there, and especially on that uh, dirt playing field. Uh, hopefully he fares well with that, as well as the kicking game. Mm. Hopefully the kicking game can deal with that uh, infield playing service in the Coliseum. Exactly. So, we'll see you next time when we break down both the Oakland game and whatever game comes after that. Pretty sure it's Baltimore. Baltimore, we'll say. So, until next time, I have been Dan Frank. I'm at SoTech. And you have listened to the yet unnamed Cleveland Sports Podcast. Have a good day. See you later, guys.